episode of Cinema Conversations with Poe. I'm your host, Poe. And today's episode is episode 17. Wow, we're nearly, we're not far from 20 episodes into the new year. And 20 episodes in, we're only in a month and a half of the new year. And we're already there, baby. We're already there. This is fantastic. This is brilliant. But this is episode 17. Uh, I had a double bill at the uh, the cinema for Valentine's Day because I'm single and lonely and nobody wants me. I'm joking. I spent the day at the cinema on Valentine's Day and I did the same thing on Halloween when everyone was going out and I spent the day at the cinema. They had The Shining and they had The Evil Dead. So, you know, it's great, you know. It was with other people and, you know, even though other people were with partners and family and friends and stuff, it was, I still had a great time by myself. It was fantastic. Um, this is going to be a double bill, but I'm not going to do it as one joint double bill. I'm going to have this one as episode 17, and then the next episode will be episode 18. But they will be under um, a double feature, so and they will be together. Because I thought about putting them separate, but I thought, mm, I don't know about that. So it will be episode 17 and 18 as a double bill. Um, and I hope that makes sense. But here we are, we are on episode 17, and this is my uh, review and thoughts on 10 Things I Hate About You, which i got to say, this is my first watch as well, and I'm disappointed in myself for not watching this sooner, uh, sooner, because this film was just incredible. Right from the opening credits to the very end, this film was just incredible. It really, really was a great film. It's a teen comedy romance. It was a considered a an American teen rom com, like like the American Pie films, but it was just it was great. It's directed by and I hope I'm saying this right, Gil Junger. And funny enough, actually, this was his debut, and this was like a hit back in the nineties. In fact, this was released in nineteen ninety nine, and it was a it was a big hit back then, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and it just captures everything about the nineties. Incredible. You know, it stars Julia Stiles, Heath Ledger, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And, if you're not familiar, David Kremolt, who was rabbi in Oppenheimer. Which is insane, because I was watching the film, and I was like, that's the guy from Oppenheimer. And he's come a long way, he's fantastic. And, you know, a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he, I think he was like a baby. I think he, like, you know, he was like, maybe he might have been in his 20s, or even his early teens at that point. I don't know, but this film was just... Straight off the bat, it was just incredible. And I'm disappointed in myself that I've never seen this film. Um, because, you know, it really is just an incredible film. From the from the start to the end, everything is iconic. Of course, you can't talk about this film and not talk about Heath Ledger. Now, don't get me wrong. Everyone in this film is incredible. The, the cast are amazing. But you just knew that when you locked onto Heath Ledger from the moment he comes on screen, boom, that's it. You knew he was just going to be a star. And it's a real shame um, that he, uh, with what happened to him, of his passing, you know, he he was incredible. He was incredible in The Dark Knight. I've heard he's incredible in, I think it's A Knight's Tale, I believe. Uh, and Brokeback Mountain, which I really want to watch. Um, you know, but... Bam, he was just, you know, I don't know if this was his debut, I don't believe it was, but this is one that everyone always says that, you know, this is one of his great great performances in his filmography, and he really is, you know, everything just from from 
his looks, to the way he speaks, his performance, his delivery, everything. And he was a, he was a gorgeous man, you know, and he was just taken far too soon. He was, you know, I, I think he, I want to say he was in his 30s when, unfortunately, he passed. And, you know, Heath was just incredible that the, the, uh, the I love you baby scene with the whole, uh, all the uh, school's band, that scene is just iconic. You know, and he's just singing about it and just starts it. It's great. And then just how he is and everything. Like, you know, you, you just can't deny that this man was not on his way to greatness. You know, he really was. And it's a real shame that, you know, with what happened with him in the dark night of um when he passed and everything. Like, you know, he never got to see his work and how everybody loved it and I didn't know though that when not to go too much on a tangent here but I didn't know that when he got announced for the dark knight for joker everyone didn't think it was possible and then certainly uh, soon enough later everyone once everyone saw his performance everybody loved him and he shut them up you know what I mean I, I was only a kid at the time so I don't really remember but Heath man was just incredible in this film he really really was incredible and it's such a real shame um, with what happened and I wish he was still here man because apparently uh, funny enough actually when I got to see this film at the cinema today it's been 25 years since this film came out which is just wild I mean I was I was I was 96 so I was only three when this came out so you know but this film is just incredible it really was but then of course you know like the chemistry between Heath and Julia Stiles in this film though are just fantastic and both of them are, are fantastic in this film obviously Heath Ledger's amazing of course he's going to be amazing but him and Julia Stiles they really rocked it off and they really did a great you know they were both incredible in this film the the chemistry in, in the this film was amazing and between them and I don't know if Julia Stiles still still acts to this day but um I don't think she does because I haven't seen her in anything for a while um, but she was just incredible. But her performance as well, you know, it's not just the chemistry between, uh, between uh, her and Heath Ledger. It's the performance herself. You know, she's really great. She plays this like how to how to describe it. Uh, she's like she knows exactly what she wants, and she's very opinionated, and she's very outgoing and I don't want to say loud because loud's the wrong word she's just very she just knows her stuff basically and people and she and people feel threatened by it and I'm just and you know and but she plays that role so well and I, I think she was also in her 20s in this as well you know it's crazy American teen comedies are are just are some of the best actually you know British comedy it's like uh British teen comedy films as well some of them are incredible, but I think there's just something about the '90s American comedy. Uh, what is it? America. Uh, hang on. '90s American teen rom coms. You know, some of them are just incredible. Like uh, Clueless is a great one. Uh, don't get what anyone says. That's a great film. Uh, I'm trying. American Pie, of course, they're great. Um, there's probably others that I haven't watched, but, oh, and, uh, oh, shoot, what was that, uh, what was that one with Matthew McConaughey in it, Days the Confused, that's it, although that was set in the 70s, but it's still a, 
American teen dra- uh, rom-com and everything. It's great. You know, there's just something about it, how it is, you know, everything was different back then and everything. And as I said, you know, this film really captures the ens- the essence of the 90s and everything, you know, in terms of the music, uh, the CD stores and everything, you know, like wearing a little pouch with a videotape, with the headphone, with the uh, headset. It's different now, you know, because obviously you just plug it on, You everything is in one phone, you know, and it, you know, it does make you miss that and you just think, damn, the 90s were like, I mean, I was 96, so I was late, uh, so I didn't really experience that, but I grew up in the early 2000s, which was, you know, un- unbearable, unbeatable, but I bet growing up as a teenager or as a, as, um, yeah, as a teenager in the 90s, I bet that must have been some of the best times, you know, you had these, all these classic films coming out in the 90s and everything, and, you know, you, you actually lived, not like how it is today, you know, but we're not going to get too much into that, just saying, but it really captures the essence of the 90s really well, and it's just a great film, and I, I believe it's an hour and 37, so, you know, for a film that's like an hour and 37, it has so much impact, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like an hour and 37, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how I can describe that, even though it says it is an hour and 37, but it's just, Everything about this film is just fantastic. You know, the cast are amazing. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt, it's amazing how his career has gone on. And that's not in a in a um, critique in him or being rude to him. You know, it's it's just amazing that, oh, that, you know, like he was in the Batman films. The same way Heath was. Julia Stiles has gone on and had an amazing career. And David um, Kremolt, again, you know, him starring in uh, Nolan Oppenheimer. And, you know, it's just... It's amazing, you know, the only one that I, obviously, as I said before, the only one that I wish was still here was obviously Heath, which I think, you know, a lot of people would say the same. His presence is greatly missed on, on the big screen, you know, that it's the same with Philip Seymour Hoffman, which I think I'm going to do a review, uh, not a review, sorry, I think I'm going to do a an episode on Philip Seymour Hoffman, but, and the same with Heath Ledger, actually, um, but you know, Heathman was just incredible, and as I said, you know, the presence really does, his presence is is dearly missed on the big screen, he, he was fantastic, and everything in this scene, you know, he it's just iconic, everything is iconic, I love the scene, when he tells uh, Joseph Gordon's character, he's like, Joe's not half the man you are, you wanna go get it, who's stopping you, go do it, don't ever let anyone tell you that you're not good enough and everything, it's like, boom, you know, that's, that's, that's the kind of advice that you need, and, and, you know, he was a beautiful soul, and he was just taken too too soon, man. He was he was a really, he was gonna he he is an incredible actor, but he was gonna go on to be even more incredible. You know, he's he's fantastic, and him and Julia Stiles in this film together are, are great. You know, but the film itself is is also really good. It has a strong theme of you know don't be fake and just be you. Uh, theme basically as daft as that might sound but you'll get what I mean if you have watched it and you know as I said it was a first time watch for me the the cinema for me I, I gotta say as well actually I was really really surprised of how many people really turned up for this film I was uh I was sat down and it was a bit awkward because there was a dude next to me and then there was two there was a couple next to me and I was trying so hard not to like fidget as much but you know it, it was cool you know it was it, the whole screen was packed from the mid from the um from the bottom to the top of the uh, of the rows everyone really came out for this film it was fantastic and you know I, I really 
I was really shocked because I was like, oh my God, I was like, people really came out for this film. You know, as I said, though, it was for a, a 25th anniversary for this. And I'm so glad I got to see this in the cinema. You know, it's fantastic. I've got it at home and I'm like, right, this is, I'm, I was like, I'm making this a priority to watch like every other month or something because it's just incredible. It's fantastic. It really is. And, you know, and I was grateful. I mean, I didn't know what I was going to be doing on uh, Valentine's Day. But at the cinema that I, I went to, my local cinema, which is uh, Cineworld Hall, uh, whilst I'm at uni, you know, it was packed and the one of the uh, staff members said that it was more packed for Bob Marley than Madame Webb. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. I was like, what? I was like, people really have come out for Bob Marley. And it was great. You know, it's really good when you see a lot of people coming out for this and everything. You know, they had this, they had uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, Notting Hill, uh, Bob Marley was out, Madame Webb was out, Les Miserables... Les Miserables, I hope I've said that right, was out this morning. They had that at a half ten show, and I was like, I'm not gonna watch that. If they release it again and it's like a seven o'clock show, and then yeah, absolutely, I'll go give it a watch. Um, but it was half ten in the morning, and I was like, I'll miss that one. <laughs> but you know, as I said, you know, 10 Things I Hate About You was its 25th anniversary, which is wild. And you know, majority of the cast is still alive, obviously. Uh, Heath isn't, which. I wish Heath was still here for this. You know, he was just incredible. Every scene that he was in, you know, he really just stole that scene. But the rest of the cast are also amazing. And I don't think the rest of the cast were ever uh, overshadowed by his performance. You know, in his scenes, he really shined and he was incredible. In the other scenes, you know, the, the rest of the cast really shined as well. And, you know, I love that. It was a great balance. It was a great balance of comedy and romance and drama. And it, it was just fantastic. You know, it was everything it needed it to be. And, you know, it's a, it was released in 1999. 99. I say 99. Uh, definitely the Americans rang in me. But it was just, it was fantastic. You know, really, really fantastic. And I really loved this film. It, it was fun. It, you know, it was brilliant. I, I wish I'd watch this again because... Now, I want to say it was last year. Last year, I believe, I think I bought it on Blu-ray and never got around to watching it because I'm one of those people that will buy Blu-rays and then have a big stack of them and then probably watched, haven't watched half of them because I'm watching, because I watch that many films and everything. But but, it, cause, but if you're a, an avid physical media collector like I am, you'll know exactly what I mean. But no, it really was a brilliant film. I absolutely adored it. I think this film was just fantastic. The writing and everything. Apparently, it's based on one of uh, Shakespeare's books, apparently. But either way, you know, it was still a great film to watch. And it was just so fun and enjoyable. It was funny. You know, it was everything that it had all the right codes and conventions of what made a teen a teen drama rom-com and everything. It was perfect. You know, with high school, the the. the parties the beer and everything like that there's just something about american teen drama films that just you know are, that are brilliant as i said you know like with days of confused obviously i know that's set in the 70s but still and then of course american pie and obviously this is a um they might, uh, and obviously greece who can not forget greece even though that there are the they're basically adults playing teenagers but hey ho <laughs> but nevertheless though this film was incredible and i just i really loved it i think it's one of those films that you could just watch chill vibe and just enjoy it and everything like that it's great and it was also cool because at the end they had like the bloopers and i love that i was like i was like they need to bring bloopers back in films especially in like the animation films but you know 
it was fantastic. Really, really great film. Um, I hope I am right in saying that it was a success in the 90s. Because if not, then I've just told some lies there. <laughs> but no, seriously, like I had a great time with this. And I thought it was fantastic. So I've said fantastic a lot of times in this film. Because it was, you know, fantastic. Um, but, you know... There's only, as I said, for this type of film, you know, there was only so much that I could only really talk about uh, on on this. As I said, it's only an hour and 37, and I know I said that with Migration, but Migration is a little bit different, um, because that was an animation, this is an American teen drama, but, you know, this was still, it was still definitely something to talk about, because as I said, you know, I haven't seen this film before, Um and it's funny, actually, because they had this film and they had Notting Hill, for, Notting Hill, both for the 25th anniversary. Notting Hill I've seen and is fantastic, which I will be uh, doing my review on that uh, shortly. Um, that will be episode 18, which I'm going to do after this. It's going to be a double special media thing, whatever you want to bloody call it. Um, but I, I loved them. I, I loved uh, 10 Things I, have, I Hate About You. It was fantastic. Even that end poem as well that Julia Stiles does and everything is just fantastic it, it was you know i really have said fantastic a lot please forgive me it was just you know there's it was it was incredible it was a phenomenal film you know one could even say it's a masterpiece um but no man some great some incredible performances from people for, especially from heath and julia Stiles. you just knew that heath was destined for greatness and he's incredible every as i said every scene he's in you know he thrives in it and he's just incredible. He's not overshadowed by, overshadowed by anyone else, you know. He doesn't steal any scenes. He's just, when he's in his scenes, he nails it. When the cast are in their scenes, they nail it. Especially Joseph Gordon-Levitt and David Kremaltz, which them two, I looked at that and I was like, I want David Kremaltz. I wish I had a, a friend like David Kremaltz in high school, you know. High school was a bit of a blur for me, but, you know, I was like, I wish I had a friend like David Kremaltz. He was fantastic. And then, you know, using the whole poetry to chat up a girl, I was like, that's incredible. I was like, I've never seen that before, you know. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's incredible. He's such a great, uh, he's a great actor. In fact, while we're on the subject of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, actually, a lot of people don't realise that he's actually a very underrated actor. And he's fantastic in everything that he's in. There's a couple of films I've not seen him, but funnily enough, the first film I watched him in was Inception. And he was fantastic in that. I really liked his performance and that what made me a big fan. And then, of course, he was in Dark Knight Rises playing Officer Blake, a.k.a. Robin. But I think that was just a little Easter egg or something for it. And then he's been in other films like um, 500 Days of Summer. Him and... Oh, what was her name? I forgot her name. Zoe Deschanel. That's it. And he's incredible in that as well. Um, you know, I really need to watch more of his films. There's actually a really good series on Apple TV, Mr. Cormac, I think it's called. I haven't finished it, but I need to go back and watch it. He's, he's, he's great. He's a really underrated um, actor. David Kremoltz, I need to watch more of his filmography. And the same with Julia Stiles. I feel like I've watched her in something, but I can't remember what it is, but she's also incredible. But the rest of the cast, you know, they're still... They're still doing their own thing. Most of them are still acting and everything. And Jill uh, Gil Jonga is still directing films as far as I'm concerned. He's still active, although I don't think he's made a film for a while. But, you know, it's great. You know, 10 Things I Hate About You is a phenomenal film. So, yeah. Which pretty much brings me to the end of this review. 
Um, I, I've lo I love this film, and I think if you like these type of films, you know, American teen drama, rom-coms, if you uh, like films like this, I think you're definitely going to enjoy this. I really do. And if you're not, that's okay. You know, it's it's great. This it re really great. And to see this for its 25th anniversary, man, that was just incredible to watch. Um, and it was a great experience. The whole screen room was packed and people were, were in. And it was great to see that the screen like that for a film like this was packed. It was the same with Interstellar, as I said in my Interstellar review, you know. But it's been great, so. But yeah, 10 Things I Hate About You, incredible film. Go watch it. If you've not, don't worry, because it has been around for a while. You can get it on Blu-ray. You can watch it on Disney+. Plus. It's fantastic. So, yeah, that pretty much brings the end of episode 17. I just want to say thank you so much for listening in. Um, I will be back with another episode straight after this, just to take a little break. Um, but yeah, 10 Things I Hate About You, great film, great American teen rom-com uh, that I think that everyone should watch at least once in their life. It's fantastic, so yeah. But that brings the end to this episode. This was episode 17. And yeah, I will see you in episode 18 right after this little short break. Take care, everyone. Thanks for being here. I'll see you in episode 18. Thank you. Toodles. Well, that's good, everybody. Thank you so much for that little break. We are back with another episode of Cinema Conversations with Poe. This is episode 18. 18. We're literally two episodes away from 20 episodes already. Absolutely wild. But we are back with another episode. This is episode 18. I'm going to call this actually the double, uh, a, a double Valentine special review. Because technically it is really in a way. Um, and I, you know, I was thinking, I was, I was, I was just thinking about it then as I was writing the notes down and everything. I was like, this is technically a double Valentine special really, isn't it? So, but hey. But we are back with another episode, and this is episode 18, as I said. This will be my review on Notting Hill, an absolute classic from the 90s. Again, released in the 1999, and it, it was for its uh, 25th anniversary I got to watch it for in the cinema as well. And it's funny because this is actually one of my mum's favourites, and now, as the years have gone on and everything, time has progressed because I would watch a lot of films with my mum, it has now become one of my favourite films, which is actually quite... That's quite wholesome, I think. That's quite a nice thing to have. I love that when you, you know, when you pass down films to your kids. I mean, I'm hoping I can uh, pass a bunch of films uh, when I have kids of my own, which will be incredible. Um, but there'll probably be too many for them to keep, keep up with me because I, I've got too many films that I, I watch and like and everything. But you know, I'm gonna show. I'll, I'll be sure to show them some good ones. But you know, th as I said, this is one of my mum's favorites, and this is one of my favorites. Uh, Notting Hill, it's a proper, you know, it's a classic uh, 90s British uh, rom-com, it's fantastic, uh, obviously it's a rom-com as I just said, it was directed by Roger Mich Mitchell, who I just realised, I did, well, yeah, I only just found out that he passed away two years ago, wait, uh, three, two, one. no, three years ago, sorry, not two years ago, I had no idea that he'd passed away, he was the director on this, um, which is heartbreaking because I didn't, I had no idea. Um, 
which it's written by Richard Curtis, actually, which is funny, actually, because Richard Curtis, if you're not familiar, he was the guy who directed Love Actually. And that's one of my favorite all time rom-com films. I'm just going to put it out there now, which I think I've done it before. There ain't nothing wrong with a rom-com at all. Rom-coms are great. They teach us a lot about ourselves that maybe we should take in more. But this was, uh, but yeah, Richard Curtis, he directed uh, Love Actually. And he also did Four Weddings and a Funeral, which is another great British rom-com film. And uh, as I said, it's got comedy romance, a rom-com. It stars Julia Roberts, uh, who you know from Aaron Brockovich. Uh, Hugh Grant, who's been in countless films, such as Bridget Jones, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, what was the other one? Love Actually. Uh, and, you know... He's been in a great bunch of films. Reese Evans, who played Spike uh, from The Amazing Spider-Man. He played Dr. Kurt Connors. Hugh Bonneville, who is from Downton Abbey. Gina McKee from The Bodyguard. Emma Chambers from Vicar Dibley. And Tim McKinnery, I hope I said that right, from Black Adder. And also a, another death that I didn't realise was that Emma Chambers passed away in 2018. And I was like, what? I had no idea that she'd passed away unfortunately she was only 56 as well and apparently she'd passed away of a heart attack which was horrible you know um but which is not what i thought i thought all the cast were still alive including the director and everything and then you find out about this and it's just it's just horrible because they're not here to witness its 25th anniversary but the impact and their legacy Especially the the legacy of Roger Mitchell, you know, this film will always live on. It's fantastic, it, you know. Notting Hill is brilliant, and the same with Emma Chamberlain's. Her role in this is just iconic, and it's just fantastic, you know. But Notting Hill is a fa is is a is a tremendous, uh, British rom com. It's fantastic, you know. Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. It basically tells the story of um. A, a bookkeeper, a book owner, Hugh Grant, who is in charge of uh, travel bookshops. Julia Roberts in the film, she plays this. She plays Anna Scott, who in the film, she's a big Hollywood actress. And she comes in one day. And the next thing you know, you know, they like see each other and I don't want to say they have a fling with each other. But they like, it's clear that they obviously like each other. And then, of course, by the end, you know, they end up getting married and everything. Uh, uh, did they get married? Uh, well, I don't know. But they end up getting with each other and everything so it's great and you know it's julia roberts man she is a legend she's been in so many great films you know um pretty woman with um oh richard gear um trying to think what else has she been erin brockovich which uh that was probably that's probably her most known role erin brockovich and i only know that because my mum showing me that again you know my mum showed me a lot of films when i was younger a lot of rom-coms which i'll be honest with you now i used to feel um i used to feel a bit not violated what's the word violated is a little extreme um i used to be like so scared and you know that think that people would see me different and everything and all that stuff and everything, but, you know, I'm, I'm fully embraced, used to be so scared about it, and I'm fully embracing it that, you know, I watched a bunch of rom-coms when I was a kid, because my mum was watching that, me and my mum would spend a lot of time when I was a kid, I would usually watch a lot of rom-coms that my mum would be watching, there's some great rom-coms out there, such as Love Actually being one of my favourites, actually, but as I said, you know, there ain't nothing wrong with a rom-com, 
I think they teach us a lot about ourselves and they teach us about like life and love and people and stuff and everything and not all rom-coms are happy endings because people always think oh rom-coms are happy endings and they're not trust me they're not some of them are not la la land being one of them what we'll, we'll spoiler there but anyway julia roberts you know she's she's fantastic she's a she's a legend she was just on Graham norton actually the other day um and she was uh on to she she'd met uh man uh not met manchester united she was at the ground and she got a a photo and she met the team and everything and i was like no way julia roberts hollywood legend is on the onto Manchester United, so it was like great, and I'm a United fan, so sorry about that. But um, no, she was probably say her most notorious role is probably Erin Brockovich, which if you've not seen that with her in it, it is incredible. She's fantastic in that film. It's based on a true story, and she's brilliant. Um, but you know anything that she's in, she's fantastic. You know she really is brilliant, and I was so. And you know what? Actually, I was really excited to do. Uh, uh, to do my review on both 10 Things I Hate About You and Notting Hill because one film I've not seen, one film I have seen, one film that I, I, I love to talk about and one that I'm really excited to talk about because I feel like 90s British rom-com and early 2000 rom-coms from the Brit, from uh, England are some of the most some of the most well-made brilliant films and it's great again it's like every, it, the same way how it capture, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You captures the 90s in America it's the same way how Notting Hill captures everything about London in the 90s and everything and how time was different, you know, even even seeing bloody payphones, I was like, God, I remember payphones, you know, and then having the small little TVs and everything before they went into flat screen TVs and everything, and it was just wild, you know, and London in the 90s was something else, you know, it, it was crazy, uh, but, you know, I absolutely adore this film, you know, it's my mum's favourite, but it's my favourite too, um also as i said it stars hugh grant which you know you can say what you want about hugh grant but there's no denying that him in the 90s like he's incredible and he's a fantastic actor as well i think a lot of people give him too much stick i mean you know for like how he is in interviews and everything like that but you know but but it's not about him as a person it's more about him as an actor you know i hate it when like you know when you say an actor's name to someone and they go, oh, but he's a he he's this or she's this or she's that, and I'm like, I'm not on about that. I'm on about the the performance in the film, and people still go and they go, yeah, but still a bad person or still not good and everything. I'm like, can we just like not? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's it's really annoying, you know. And like I said, you know, a lot of people give Hugh Grant too much stick, and for me, I feel that you know he's brilliant in uh, Notting Hill. He's fantastic. Nineties. Hugh Grant was fantastic, you know, he has had a successful career, but, you know, and he's still a big name, even though I watched a, an interview with him and Colin Farrell, and he said he gl he's glad that he's not a big, bigger star than, you know, a lot of these stars are and everything, you know, which is, um, you know, which is fair enough, but I still think that Hugh Grant in the 90s, you know, he was a force to not be reckoned with, you know, he was fantastic in everything it was, and everything was just so, uh, you know, he gave iconic performances, especially in Notting Hill. You know, he's really, really good in this film, and I, I love it. You know, Four Weddings and a Funeral is a great one to watch with him in it, actually. I think, I don't know how true this is, because I think my mum told me this, I'm not too sure, but there's a small, there's a little trilogy they did, and I believe Notting Hill is in that. I don't know if that's fully true or not, 
But I remember my mum saying that Four Weddings and a Funeral is part of a trilogy. So I'm not too sure on that. So don't take my word for that. <laughs> but I could be wrong on that. And then, of course, you know, you've got Reese Evans. And <laughs> oh my God, Reese Evans in this film is just hilarious you know he's a, he's a welsh actor but he's incredible he was in the king's man the prequel and as i said he was also in the amazing spider-man mark webb the 2012 film uh playing dr kurt connors um the lizard which i really loved that film but i also liked his performance of dr kurt connors in that film and everything he was fantastic i remember when i was watching uh, the amazing spider-man i was about what 15? Yeah, 15. And I was going, holy crap, no way, it's Reese Evans from... I was like, that's the guy from Notting Hill. And my mum was like, yeah. And my mum used to do this thing because in the film, uh, there's a particular bit where Anna Scott and Hugh Grant's character, you know, the press come to the house and everything. And he's like, don't go outside. And he's like, why not? And there's like a whole bunch of like paparazzi and the paparazzi's getting flooded. And then he goes out there and does a little you know, posing and everything, and he comes back in the house, and he goes, yeah, looking good, very nice, yeah, ladies love the grey, great, um, great bucks, or whatever he says, and then he does, like, this thing with his, like, bum, because you can see it on there, where he's, like, tensing them, or something like that, he's like, nice, firm buttocks, and it's just hilarious, you know, he's great, it's, it's hilarious, but my mum used to do a thing where she would always quote it to me, and she would always go, um, Nice, firm buttocks, groovy. And it was just hilarious. But I was like, but when I watched the film, I was like, he doesn't say it. And I was, and every time a mum always says it to me, I'm like, he doesn't say that though. And she's like, no, I know, but it just sounds better. And I'm like, it does to be fair. But he does say groovy in the film, actually, which is fantastic. There's one film, uh, there's one scene in he's like, groovy. It's fantastic. I love it. He's He's absolutely hilarious in this film. When the paparazzi come and everything, Hugh Grant speaks to him and he goes, um, what does he says now? He says, um, did you... Uh, oh, no, that was it. Spike admits to Hugh Grant's character. He goes, I might have told some people at the pub. And it's just fantastic. Like, the comedic timing in this film is just fantastic. It's a funny film and everything. It's great. Um, there's actually a really good scene, actually, when uh, Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant, they're in this scene, and they overhear uh, a bunch of men talking about her character Anna Scott and then you know like being really crude and rude about it and everything and he comes over and uh, Hugh Grant comes over and basically tells him straight but they just like you know basically saying like you know yeah do one mate like get it and then they walk off but then as they do it and she goes wait there and then she goes back over and then she's like hi and the 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 all the blokes on the table are just stunned because it's her and they were just talking about her and then she's like I'm sure you have uh dicks as small as peanuts and everything and it's just hilarious it's it and then she's like try the tuna though it's really nice and everything and they're absolutely stunned they just don't know what to say and everything because you know they've just saw anna scott this big hollywood actor in the film and they're just like lost for they don't know they just can't comprehend what they've just witnessed and then she says i'm sorry about my friend he's really sensitive but try the tuna and it's great this film is just like quote on like it's iconic, and I feel like it's quotable as well. Especially the scenes with Spike, as I just said, you know, when he's like, nice, from buttocks. And it's just great, you know, it's it's brilliant. I, I absolutely adore this film. It is a, it's a proper classic from the 90s, and if you haven't seen this film, it's great, you know. It's, as I said, you know, British uh, 
rom-coms are some of the best that have been uh, that have ever been released and, and everything. I feel that they need to, I feel with British rom-coms in particular, I feel they need to bring the early 2000 vibes to them again. You know, bring it simple. There have been some great rom-coms coming out of, actually. Um, one of them was Ride Lane, which was just fantastic. That was a great film. Oh my God, if you've not watched that from last year, that was phenomenal. Uh, it, it's an, it's like an hour and 37, but it's great. But that, And don't get me wrong, there has been some good rom-coms coming out like Ride Lane. But I truly feel that, you know, that rom the Brit, uh, British cinema needs to go back to its basics from the early 2000s. Because you look at early 2000 British films, and some of them are incredible. Especially the rom-coms. They're absolutely fantastic. They really are. And they really nail everything about, you know, they nail everything about um, uh, England as a whole. The, the culture and everything. You know, it's great. Especially Bridget Jones. They are some of the classics. They are fantastic. And the crazy thing is, is that Renee Zellweger in those films... I fully thought she was British, but she's not. She's American or Canadian. I can't remember which one of the two it is. I could be wrong, so forgive me on that. But but it's fantastic. Then you've also got Hugh Bonneville, uh, Bonneville, Bonneville, Bonneville. I want to say who's from Downton Abbey, uh, Abbey, Downton Abbey. Who I'm not gonna lie, I'm not too familiar with his stuff, but I know he's really good in what he does. Um. Again, his character in this, you know, the all the entire cast in this film is fantastic. And then of course Gina McKee uh is just brilliant. Emma Chambers, her character is uh is just iconic, and then of course Tim McKerney. Tim McKerney in this film is just brilliant. There's one good line where it it's really towards the end, it's not a spoiler, don't worry, where they're driving and he's like, shut up, and then and then and then just goes even James Bond doesn't have to put up with the shit, and it's like, ah, it's it's, like, it's just hilarious, it's fantastic, you know, the entire cast in this film, as I've just said, really make this film, and the chemistry between all the cast in this film is just fantastic, you know, they are brilliant, I've realised as well that I've probably said fantastic too many times in this review, as I've said it in this one, so I'm really, really sorry for that. <laughs> but everyone in this film is, is is just brilliant. But of course, it's not just about them. The, the main two leads, Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts, both give incredible performances. Um, both give incredible performances and both are incredible in this film. You know, Julia Roberts is amazing. She's a fantastic actress. And of course, Hugh Grant, he's a, he's a terrific actor. He's brilliant. He's a really good actor. You know, in the last few films that he's been in, you know, he's just doing whatever he wants to do, which is great. You know, he was in Dungeons and Dragons and then he was in uh, Wonka playing the Oompa Loompa, which was just, um, you know, he's great. They're, they're both great in this film. The cast, you know, like the writing, it's Richard Curtis, man. He's 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 one of the goats. He's, he's, a, he's a fantastic writer. He's wrote so many classic British films, especially, I think I want to say that he has wrote, that he did write the Bridget Jones films, I can't remember if he directed them, but obviously he wrote, he wrote, he did do Love Actually, I think he wrote that one too, he's obviously he's wrote Notting Hill, and then Four Weddings and a Funeral, and he's just great, you know, he's, he's fantastic, Richard Curtis, I don't know if, I believe he's still doing films, he is still alive, but I don't know if he's um making much films uh, as he has done, but you know, he's fantastic, you know, in terms of, 
British directors, I think Richard Curtis is up there as one of the best. You know, there's so many great, iconic British directors, but I think Richard Curtis is definitely up there for his impact and that he has had on cinema. And his writing is fantastic. You know, everything, when you watch a film that's written by him, everything just feels so real and it just feels so right. And everything, you know, it's why Love Actually is one of, is one of the best rom-coms because the writing in it is so good. And, you know, you've got that many characters in there, but the writing for them is just fantastic. And then you've got the writing in Notting Hill and it just works so well and the characters bounce off each other so well and the chemistry is amazing you know it's it, it's it's brilliant it, it really is um he's a he's a he's a great writer and everything he writes is so real that nothing feels out of focus or anything like that excuse me sorry nothing feels out of focus or anything he's just brilliant at, at what he does and I hope that he does another film again which I'm gonna look through and check because you know, he's just a brilliant director. Funnily enough, actually, there is a little surprise uh, guest cameo in this, and that's Alec Baldwin. Obviously, if you've not been keeping up, there's been a lot going on with the uh, killing on that film um, and everything, but we're not going to get into all that thing and everything. But he has a little cameo in this film, um, which is mad. But, you know, Notting Hill is a brilliant rom-com and one of the best of the 90s. And it was great, actually, because... You know, not many people turned up for this, which I was actually surprised. I was like, what? No one's turning up for this? You know, for Love Actually and uh, The Holiday, everyone turned up for. 10 Things I Hate About You, everyone turned up for. For Notting Hill, not many turned up for it. I think I want to say about 15 or 20 people did, which is, you know, it's still a big number, I think. Or, But it's nothing compared to how many there was in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. But it was cool because I finally got to sit, like, I had a road to myself when I booked it, there was like two people on the end and then three people on the left, but no one came. So I had the whole road to myself and it was just great, you know, vibing, it was chilling and it was just great and everything. And honestly, like I said, you know, this has been, it was a great day, you know, despite it being Valentine's Day and single day awareness, whatever you want to call it. You know, I had a great time at the cinema. It was really cool. One thing that really made my day actually was that when I was leaving, one of the staff members actually did say, um, you know, I always say thank you to the staff as I'm leaving and I always take my stuff with me. Make sure you take stuff with you because it's a dick move if you don't. Um, but I always say I always say thank you and everything. And as I said, you know, thank you. And he was like, oh, great to see you, uh, man. I was like, oh, cheers, man. Thanks, you too. And it was just really nice, you know, it, it, just to have that, you know. And it's nice, you know, as I said, it's, it's Valentine's Day and everything and like, if you spent Valentine's Day by yourself, I just want to say that don't worry. It's not the be all or end all spending it by yourself. It's only for a day and then it's gone. It's in the past. That's it. It's gone. So I don't know what you all got up to on Valentine's Day, whether you spent it in the cinema, spent it with a loved one, spent it by yourself. If you spent it by yourself, I hope you had a great day and I hope you enjoyed it, you know, or watched it spending it watching Notting Hill. You know, as I said in the first episode, I spent it at the cinema because I'm single and nobody wants me. You know, it's like that scene from uh, Friends with Joey when he's like, I'm, I'm bored, lonely and desperate for love or something like that. Uh, sh something like that. And I was like, yep, that's me. <laughs> but no, seriously, like, you know, whatever you did, I, I hope you, you had a great Valentine's Day, regardless of what you did. And if you was with your loved ones, uh, that's great. You know, happy Valentine's Day. That probably didn't sound too... Uh, to all that, but you know, if you did spend it with your loved one, I hope you both had a great day, and I hope you all had a great Valentine's Day too. You know, don't be too 
uh, too worried about it all because it's just for a day and we're nearly at the weekend so I think I'd be much further to look forward to the weekend but but yeah no Notting Hill is a fantastic film if you haven't seen Notting Hill would highly 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 recommend this film to you and watch it because it is just it's a great slice of British charm and uh, a British rom-com it's it's fantastic it's got a great cast it's written so well and the directing is just fantastic you know the film is just brilliant and it's crazy to think that it's been 25 years again I was only three when this came out of course I wasn't able to uh, see this so but I have and I've seen it a lot of times actually because you know it's um why is it I've watched it a lot of times because it's one of my mom's favorites now it's become one of my favorites so you know it's great but if you've not seen this film I would highly highly recommend this film because it is fantastic it's a brilliant brilliant film everything about this film is it's just incredible and it's one of my favorites you know, I gave both films a five star on Letterboxd because why not? <laughs> no, but seriously, like, you know, it doesn't matter what, what you gave it. But for me, I gave them both five and everything. So, yeah, but that will pretty much come to the end of this episode, which has been episode 18. And it has been an absolute pleasure to be here and to talk to you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I also want to say thank you for listening. It really does mean the world. Uh, thank you for tuning in everyone I hope you all had a great Valentine's Day regardless if you if you're single and didn't do anything but nonetheless I still hope that you had a great day on Valentine's Day so with that said I just want to say I, I, I'm wishing you all a late Valentine's Day and we hope you had a great day and I will see you in the next episode which will definitely be episode 19 I don't know which film it's going to be because I don't know which one I'm going to watch because there's three films I currently want to watch. Uh, Gassed Up, Madam Web, or Bob Marley. Or on Friday I might do another double special of this. So, well, who knows? We'll, we'll have to see. So, but anyway, if I hope you're having a great day. And yeah, thanks for being everyone. I'll see you in the next episode, which will be episode 19, which is wild. So, yeah, thanks for being everyone. And I'll see you in the next episode. Take it easy, guys. Have a great day. Toodles.